0: Hi guys, welcome to the Ring Podcast, it's your girl Nusdeha.
1: Hey guys, it's Sihan. Hey, it's Emma. Welcome back for another episode. Um, today we have a special episode for you guys. Yes, we have a guest today, guys. Our first guest. Yay!
0: <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, it's me, Ayan from Changing the Narrative. So should we start with our highs and lows before we get into the whole plan that we have for the episode today? Well, my high that is was that it was Eid,
2: um, and I really enjoyed time in Rochester and just enjoying Eid. Um, And then my low is getting back to work today because I took yesterday off, so today is like my first day back to work and. Uh, this lifestyle is not for me
0: my high is i have the week off i'm spending some quality time with my siblings with my cousin i have a cousin visiting from out of the country um so i'm enjoying myself it was Eid. it's been phenomenal alhamdulillah i don't think i have a low just that maybe the idea of going back to work next week that's very triggering
1: um so for me this week my high is that you know i had a couple days off as well like (laughs) and just eat and then My low is it's finals week, so I'm almost free, almost. (laughs) On stretch. Yeah.
3: So my high was I got to spend a lot of time with my little sister this weekend because of work and planning this event. I haven't had a lot of time lately. And then my low was um, I've been having really bad migraines, so I'm hoping they're over before the event this week. So fingers crossed. Yes. Oh. Do you have one today? Yeah. I you have, are a warrior. I have migraines almost every day in the summer. Oh
0: my it's god, sad.
1: that's horrifying. Mm. Literally, when I, I get migraines. one, I have no. I I have to
0: take a nap. I
3: actually have to take yeah. A nap I have to I sleep napping. it off. Like nothing works. Like I have oh, to sleep off.
1: That's horrible. Do you only have it during the
3: summer? Most of the time in the summer, yeah, because like allergies trigger oh. it.
1: But oh, once man, winter so comes,
3: funny. I'm a new woman. You're new woman. Can, it's a new woman. That's horrible because you <laughs> can't <laughs> have a hot girl summer with a migraine. You know, we can still
0: have a hot girl summer. We just you're a warrior. You are that. a warrior. Masha Allah. <laughs> cannot be me.
2: I had a migraine once and I was out, literally
0: yeah. for like two days. It's gone. No. It's no. It's the worst thing ever. If you guys don't have migraines, say Alhamdulillahs. Horrific. Our episode today, we are going to be talking about an event that's coming up this week, inshallah. Um, if you are a uh, resident in Minnesota, in the city's area, you probably have heard of it or have seen it on social media. Um, so we're going to talk to Ayan about it. She's going to give us some information about it, and we hope to see all you guys there because we're going to go, inshallah.
1: Yes, and the topic today we're going to talk about is mental health and addiction. So we're going to touch a little bit on that, and um, in Ayan's organization, which is amazing. She's going to give us a little background detail on all the good things that they have planned coming up um, for the community.
3: Yes. So we have a lot planned for this week, um, especially for Friday. We've been working that past, I want to say like four or five months. So this started way back in April. It was actually supposed to be something really small. Um, I wasn't even really planning to do anything big. But over time, it kind of grew as we saw that there was a need for um, this type of event within the community and with recent events with the just around the community, specifically in the cities, mm-hmm. with a lot of passing of boys of like preventable accidents mm-hmm. that uh, had to do with a lot of drug use in the community. So we really wanted to, that's our spotlight within mental health because I think it's really great what our community is doing mm-hmm. for mental health. Like, Yes. We all know about addiction, um, sorry, not addiction. We all know about depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and schizophrenia and PTSD. But I think a lot of the time addiction and things like trauma is overlooked. Mm -hmm. So that's why we wanted to highlight this um, for this Friday, inshallah.
2: That's that's great. Yeah. What inspired you to
3: do the event to begin with? Um, so I know last year we had a couple of incidents where we had some deaths in the community, mm-hmm. um, and then there was one that was really close to me that I knew of, and it kind of like shook me. And I was like, okay, so we have all these other organizations and all these other events planned around depression and anxiety, but why is no one talking about this? It's not simply oh someone followed the wrong crowd. Like we really need to look into this and say, okay, this is a problem what can we do about it so our event isn't really centered around the idea of changing people's minds because I don't think you can really change someone's mind unless they want to change it for themselves Mm -hmm. but it's providing the necessary like resources and tools for someone to be like okay so this is what my mindset is about this but this is a fact. what can I do with that where can I go
0: with that? No, I wanted to ask a little bit about, like, your background um, with mental health. Because I, I know you're um, talking about, you know, the community has, like, different resources for depression and anxiety and things like that. What's your background with mental health and addiction? Like, I know that you said you were inspired by something that happened with somebody close to you. But besides that, do you kind of have more of, like, a
3: scholar background and like, Mental health or addiction? Yes. Yeah, so actually, one of my minors in school was in um, psychology. Okay. So I remember like four years ago or something, I did PSEO in high school, and I took a gen psych class because it was like required mm-hmm. to graduate from high school. And I met this amazing professor. Her name was Pam Fergus at Inver Hills. And ever since that class, I could never not take psychology. But it was just my heart was set in science so mm-hmm. much that I loved biology, but I couldn't really double major I guess because it was just too much work so I always knew psychology like had my heart so that's why I got a minor in it so I've done a lot of research with Pam um, last fall I did an independent study where I did a lot of um, like social psych so we did um, surveys in the community about um, addiction and then we did another survey about like sexual um, expression mm-hmm. as well so that was like two things that people really didn't touch on last year and a lot of people are apprehensive to do my survey but I mean sometimes you have to break the wall yeah. you know <laughs> so that's I guess that's my scholar background if you yeah.
0: want to call it. That's awesome. Now we work in the mental health field ourselves and oftentimes we're working um, with individuals who like are elders and you know they're on wavered services and that's what we're helping them out with through the county and We're talking to them about depression or like even bringing up the idea of like depression and asking them and asking that in, you know, in Somali is like always awkward Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of feels really weird. Like, hey, so do you ever want to kill yourself or things like that? So Mm -hmm. I completely understand how people would be hesitant to, you know, ask you or answer your questions about sexual expression or anything like that
1: yeah and then in the area with like addiction and trauma that's an area that we don't touch on and Mm -hmm. like no one ever talks about that and our parents like they Mm -hmm. our parents generation like they went through a lot of trauma but that's something that you just kind of put like behind you and so yeah many of the older generations deal with ptsd um so that's definitely like an amazing thing to to share the knowledge and have um like education like give people the resources that they need. Yeah.
0: No, and I think it's really cool that we're actually even talking about addiction because I worked in a rehab facility prior to my job here, and we I would see individuals that are Somali that have addiction issues, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, you know, and it's, you know, with addiction, it's not just like, oh, I'm just addicted to drugs. There's always some underlying issue, and people are not ever you know, really addressing the underlying issue. Mm-hmm. Like this person has depression, this person is schizophrenic, and they're hearing voices, and that's why they're trying to self-medicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not addressing the real issue, and then on top of that... With addiction in the Muslim community and the Somali community especially, we're not, you know, talking about it, we're just going to sweep it under the rug. Like, oh, he's just a bad kid or she's just Mm -hmm. a bad kid. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, suqai. And nobody's ever really saying this is an issue in our community. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how we can get people help and direct them to the resources that are going to help them get over their addiction or whatever.
2: Also, I feel like it's a stigma that addiction only happens to, like, the younger people. It Mm -hmm. happens to, like, young adults. I feel like a lot of our parents that went through the trauma of the war, like, they come to America and then now it's, like, they find medication and they get addicted to that because that makes them, like, that numbs the feeling of, like, mental health that they probably, like put aside for, like, number of years, you know?
0: Or it shows in, show, shows up in a different way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you having migraines could be the fact that you have, you're carrying all this stress and all this trauma with you, mm-hmm. so it's going to show up in a different way, and you're, you're not really addressing it. So you're always mm-hmm. going to carry on migraines, or, you know, you're always just going to be having some back issue, even though you're not really doing any manual labor or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? So it is not really addressed, but...
3: Yeah, and I like that you brought up the whole migraine because a lot of people think that mental health is just or mental illness is just in your mind, mm-hmm. but a lot of time it has a lot of physiological yeah. like ways that it shows in people. And yes, like migraines and back pain, which is you would never think, oh, I'm depressed because mm-hmm. I, I have back pain. Yeah, no, yeah, but a lot of things can link to that as well. What are your thoughts on therapy? Well, I'm a a big, huge advocate for therapy. I believe everybody should go to therapy at least once in their life. Mm -hmm. But um, I think one of the biggest problems or one of the biggest fear that people have of therapy is the fact of expressing, I guess, your darkest secrets or your darkest worries or issues to a complete stranger. So I think once you get over that little hump of, okay, like, this is a stranger, they, um, I'm going to basically, like, expose myself or be vulnerable I think that's one of the biggest like issues we have is being vulnerable with like a complete random stranger but I feel like once you get over that hump it is literally the best thing that can happen to you and for your life because I think just talk therapy um, Can really resolve a lot of issues For a lot of people that are addicts Because not only does it go through the process Of you being addicted to a specific Substance but it goes deeper And figures out why are you addicted mm-hmm. Are you running away from something else um, Have you been Have you had a, Have you been sexually abused um, Are you just being lonely Sometimes people are lonely they just Don't have anyone around them so they turn to these Substances to feel some type of relief From feeling lonely or feeling feeling like they have no one or being abandoned so I think that's why therapy is be- the best thing to start off with mm-hmm. when you're um, when you want to go through that process of going clean so yeah. I, that's I,
0: why I love therapy. no I 100% agree and like I said I know this is going to sound like redundant like I used to work at a rehab facility and we like had a counselor there and she would you know talk to everybody you know when they come in and talk to them about their addiction and oftentimes it was people that who have been in rehab before and talking to them about you know their addiction and where you know what the root cause is and there is there is always something that's you know it's like a iceberg you know mm-hmm. or like yeah an iceberg so at the top of it is like you're seeing the addiction and then there's always you have to go dig deeper and see oftentimes there's people that have been sexually abused and being abandoned by parents and things like that and in the Somali community a lot of like there's a lot of you know Everybody is so kahen, so there's a lot of like trauma, and it's always like generational trauma. So yeah. your dad could be in Somalia, and your mom's here, and your mom's like trying to make things happen for you, and you know your brothers all of a sudden, all these things are happening, and nobody's ever really addressing. And it's always we always often are pushing things like oh so like just so just talk to God about it, talk to God about it. Okay, you can do that, but you can also go to therapy, you can also go on medications if that's what you need to do. But once again, it's not really being addressed. But I agree, I think therapy is phenomenal. Everybody should do it. I want to do it myself.
1: Yeah. I mean, for some people, when they think about therapy, like, they they um, feel like they're weak-minded. Like, they feel like they're weak and they're, they have to, like, go, like, ask for help from someone else. Like, how do you combat that? Well I think asking like you're telling all your secrets to someone else or your comp- you know mm-hmm.
3: but for me I feel like asking for help shows you you have strength mm-hmm. because if you can look at yourself and be like okay I have a problem one like that's already a huge thing <laughs> two I think I'm going to go see help like that's amazing yeah. so I think there is there's like I don't know how to explain this, but it's like having, you know, that saying of, like, a lion's heart. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can actually be vulnerable with a complete stranger who knows nothing about you, who you don't even know if this person can really help you, Mm -hmm. but be like, hey, listen to me. I have this problem, but I'm willing to work on it. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to better myself. I'm willing to have a better life. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. talk. So I think that's how I, I guess, combat it. But it is a scary thing, and I think another thing of us being... um, um, of a different culture, I guess mm-hmm. it's really hard to find people who we can relate to because it's easier when someone looks like you and talks like you and has the same values. But me, being a Somali girl who's Muslim who wears a hijab, going to a white man telling him, "Hey, let me tell you about my mom making me clean all the time," is <laughs> <laughs> not gonna work. Like he's gonna be like, "Okay, like why is that so hard for you?" But mm-hmm. like you know, so I think a part of having a good Like, therapy session, I guess, is also having a good therapist. So, uh, that's where a lot of people get discouraged, too. Sometimes they'll take the first step, but they'll have a really bad therapist because there's not that connection. Mm -hmm. So, then it's like, okay, maybe it's not for me. But I think we can also combat that by... Mm going into therapy or like a lot of more Somali people going into therapy just so we have more people like us.
0: Because it is a thing like you you have to go to somebody who understands you you has the same cultural expectations and values that you do because like you said explaining something to somebody who's adan and saying my mom makes me clean or you know the struggles of being the oldest Somali girl in a household Mm -hmm. they're not going to understand they're going to look at you like that sounds like abuse to me you know (laughs) when it's really not And it's just like that's just But. I I, I want to go to therapy myself, and I've ha- been having like such a hard time trying to find somebody that I feel like relates to me. Mm-hmm. I I I don't think that there is any Somali. I mean, maybe there is. I think there actually is one Somali lady who's a therapist, but I don't know what kind of therapy she does do. Mm-hmm. But I've been looking at like Black women as like my second option, because I'm like I don't want to go to a rain down lady and try to explain to her, hey, this is what my life values are. This is what you know. That's kind of going away from the goal that you're trying to do when you have to explain the culture to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes away from this is what I'm here for and what you're trying to accomplish. But I definitely agree. Everybody should go to your therapist. Here's
1: another thing with therapy, though. Um, It's, like, very hard to access for a lot of people because Mm -hmm. insurance Insurance, doesn't cover it and you have to pay out of pocket. So basically that's, like, a rich white people type of thing. It really is a privilege. So what could be something that's more accessible for people like normal everyday people or people that are struggling that do not have like that connection like is it okay to go to a friend i mean it's do you know what i'm saying like where i'm trying to go with this like no i saw this okay i saw this I saw this tweet and
0: it was a conversation somebody had this is kind of off topic but it was literally a screenshot and the person texted their friend and they're like hey sorry I sorry I dumped all of my, my baggage on you or something like that they're like I didn't even ask if you were in a place in a place to handle me venting like mm-hmm. sorry I vented to you you're, you're. I think I've seen that yeah. tweet it's my favorite I, thing it, ever it is because it's like you can't sit there and expect like hey I'm going to go to my friend and just tell them all my life issues mm-hmm. because they, they're they they might not have the emotional have capacity exactly, at the moment exactly but I mean it's that's one step you know mm-hmm. maybe you feel comfortable enough to talk to your friend? Maybe they can connect you to somebody else. But you should double check with some people before you, you know, you tra- yeah. drop drop, yeah. A, drop yeah. a whole baggage because then they're gonna end up needing therapy because of your trauma now. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> I mean, and, and I it. feel like sometimes friends don't give the best advice. I know they mean well, but they don't give the best advice because a lot of times your friends are around the same age as you, mm-hmm. and so a lot of the times they haven't been through what you're going through. And if they have, they probably don't know how to deal with it. You
0: know what I'm saying? Or it's like, biased. Like they know you, so they're not gonna give you like a you know strictly professional they're not gonna give you like the honest professional like outsider perspective of what you need to hear mm-hmm. you know they mm-hmm. it might be they know you know the situation or something or part of a situation and they feel like this is the best advice because they know you in the situation but that may not be what you need to hear at that time
1: mm-hmm. I mean that just makes me sad because that puts a lot of people like away from finding therapy because it's already hard to get it and then you you have to think about all oh, my family my friends like Am I gonna drop my baggies on no, them? No, like, like I,
3: I you, don't. Uh, who would you go but to? But I think you kind of know if you yeah. can yeah. Like talk to yeah. someone before you yeah. even really
1: do. So that kind of. I mean, Or I you. know, I no, but like, or even it was like saying like, check in with your friends before. But that's journaling. the thing. What if like, I'm, I'm having like, what if
0: I'm having a horrible oh, week? Sorry, like, what if I'm having a horrible week and somebody died, you know, and I am just like, everything is going wrong in my week, and then you come to me and you're venting to me about some, you know, something so like small. But now, you know, it, it, it makes sense. I fully understand where the person's coming from. Like, I get what you're saying, that mm-hmm. you, you should not have to sit there and tiptoe around your friends, especially your, your close friends. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to check in with your friends and see where they're at and
3: see mm-hmm. if they're able to actually carry your baggage as well as their own baggage. Yeah, because I think boundaries is important in any type of relationship you have. Mm -hmm. So I think, but like I said, I think you kind of know, like, if your friend Mm -hmm. is capable of handling your baggage or not.
0: But But, journaling too, you can even journal. Like, if you don't feel comfortable talking to your
3: friends or, like, whatever, if there's something going on, you can journal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're into writing, I think that's really, like, a lot of therapists usually recommend Mm -hmm. you journaling just so you can get the thoughts out of your head. Right. Because sometimes that physical act of writing down what's on your head can reduce stress your life so I think that's great but I also think um, this might sound weird but Ma'alin's like if you've ever been to Duxie mm-hmm. shout out to Malin Nasruddin um, but he has been in my life I think since I was like probably like sixth grade or so but he he's kind of more of like a progressive Ma'alin I guess because we've talked about everything in that class like I remember asking him the most like profound Things you can't ask a ma'alin on a normal like setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. I would ask him because to me, if I didn't ask, how was I supposed to know the right. answer? So he was a really great ma'alin in um, teaching us. Of we talked about mental health and seeing a doctor or a therapist if you need help, and that being religion plays a part into your mental health, mm-hmm. just like anything else. But it is not the only solution because like ilaha doesn't say oh you have a broken foot just sit there and i'm gonna fix it for you you right. still have to take the initiative to go to the doctor and get a cast and get an x-ray so it's the same thing you can't just say oh i don't need god i need therapy but it's like okay i need god and i need therapy mm-hmm. so it's a cocktail of i guess um a solution cocktail right. of what you can do to better yourself i like that a solution cocktail, a solution cocktail. <laughs> i like it <laughs> it's catchy no, but I, I like that idea, too,
0: because people often overlook imams. Like, you can go to your imam and just talk to them about whatever, mm-hmm. and it's confidential, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, they're going to keep whatever you tell them between you and them, mm-hmm. and they could potentially even direct you to different resources.
2: Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm afraid of um, all the imams, like, from PTSD from Dixie. Like, I feel like <laughs>
0: they don't beat my ass
2: just by asking this question, you know?
0: That's a whole so, other issue. That's another yeah, episode yeah. of Dixie. I, I have to go yeah. to a malin
2: that, like, I don't know personally, you know? I just have to walk into a random massage and then just, like, dump my load and then leave and never show my face again.
0: No, I think that's yeah. I think that's the cool thing about therapy, too, is because your therapist, there is that conf- confidentiality piece, and it's not somebody you know. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and dump whatever it is you want to dump on them, and you're not going to see them at Qutbah, you know? Yeah, like, right. you could potentially, but you're most likely not going to see them at Qutbah or you're not going to see them, you know, at a restaurant. So let's talk about Friday, inshallah. What, like, can you give us a little more details about the events because we've been
3: seeing it on social media You'll get the tea here. (laughs) But basically, so the way it's set up, it's kind of like two parts, I guess. Okay. So it starts at five and we'll have like a little bit, maybe like 10, 15 minutes of like everybody getting settled down Mm -hmm. and um, just kind of like mingling around each other. But our first part is a table part. So we have about four to five people who are in different areas of mental health and outside of mental health. So we have like, for example, Officer Mahmoud from EP, he will present on different different things that happen, let's say, if you get caught with the drugs or selling drugs or using drugs. So our event, like the main goal of our event is for everybody to get a holistic view of addiction. So, okay, here's the medical part of it. Here's the therapy part of it. Here's the Like, the law part of it. Mm -hmm. Here's how you can save someone if you know, uh, like, they're overdosing. Here's Mm -hmm. the signs of overdose. We even have a religious aspect of it. So I think, again, my cocktail solution um, of an event, kind of. So after that, we will have a mini break, and then we have some couple of people who are doing spoken word about mental health and addiction. And then we have our panel, which has uh, a psychiatrist. We have a licensed uh, mental health and... um, drug addiction Mm -hmm. specialist and then we have a scholar she's actually in school to become a like a sheikh I guess or Mm sheikh um and then we have like two other people so again you're getting another holistic view of addiction so we have questions that's when the parents can ask like okay I have this or I have that or how can I deal with this with my son or with my daughter Mm -hmm. so we want, again, it's an educational event. So we want people to walk away and be like, okay, I learned one new thing today. Even if it's just one yeah. new thing you didn't know it yesterday, now you know it today. Um, we also have a demonstration of. Um, Um, So another big epidemic right now is, like, e-cigs with, like, a lot of the younger kids, which Mm. I think is just crazy. But, like, so they sometimes can look like a pen Mm. or a USB drive. So we have a backpack of, um, I forgot the company name. I'm so horrible. But there's this, like, um, basically nationwide addiction um, thing that's going on right now. I think it's Say, say No to Tobacco, something al- along okay. those lines. But they're going around the country educating people about e-cigs. So they'll be there and we'll have the backpack that has like various types of e-cigs. Mm-hmm. So the parents can look at them and be like, okay, like if I see this at my house, it's not a USB <laughs> drive. <laughs> my child is having an e-cig addiction, basically. Um, and then after the panel, we'll have a presentation on naloxone, mm-hmm. which is a drug that reverses the physiological effects of um, uh, overdose. Mm -hmm. in any type of drug so you'll get to see someone from the department of health is coming to showcase that and then he's going to talk about what to do within the first like 30 seconds or even 10 seconds of finding out your friend Mm -hmm. um is overdosing how to inject naloxone how it works and like how the necessary steps to take to um avoid further damage to the body And then hopefully we will end with um, we have two people coming who graduated from Alliance Wellness Center's addiction program here in Richfield and uh, I will not say their names but they will come and talk about their two Somali boys they'll come talk about their like process of when they were addicted the going through the program and then graduating from the program and staying Mm -hmm. clean and their stories are really heartfelt so I think everyone's going to enjoy that and just to see a real life example of yes this is a battle but you can overcome it and Mm -hmm. hopefully like have a better life so that's kind of the overview of it and we do have childcare. so if you do have kids and you can't leave them at home please bring them we have amazing volunteers who will take care of them we have food and then we'll have a um, price giveaway at the end
1: that sounds really oh, fun. I'm true. excited. That sounds like a fun night, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inshallah, hopefully it all goes well. Day. <laughs> an educational bit. Is, is it going to be like mainly Somali, like language?
3: Um, or? So we do have people. We have Zamzam, who is a, a program coordinator at Alliance Wellness Center. Mm-hmm. So she's our like Somali.
1: Translator, I guess okay. you could say, okay. because
3: <laughs> my sovalu <laughs> fi him. But if I get nervous, it kind of breaks down a little bit. So we will, we obviously want to cater to the older um, people in the okay. community, yeah. okay. but we do have like young people coming, and mm-hmm. it's we have a lot of people coming. And there's a, a few know. other surprises. We okay. might have media. Don't quote me, but we might have media there. So oh, wow. come looking cute. You might show up on TV. <laughs> <laughs> to be on Fox Night. Yeah. How many people are you guys expecting for the whole event? Um, one fifty to two hundred. Oh, wow. So we have over 154 people registered, which is crazy because we were not expecting that. And yeah. then we have more than that that have like um, registered on our Facebook page oh, as well. Okay, gotcha. So it's really hard to kind. of... We can have five people come, yeah. or we can have five hundred people come. We don't know. We're coming. So there's three there's Three for <laughs> sure. Right? Isn't <laughs> it <in me>, four? <laughs>
0: and all the other coordinators so I want to know a little more about how how did you guys coordinate this because we've discussed like mental health and the need for it in the Somali community and especially in this in Minnesota where there's
3: such a huge population of Somali people how did you guys like actually coordinate it so the way, it's kind of a funny story. So um, as I said before, I'm, I was a psych minor, and basically my focus was Somali mental health. So I had to do a capstone class last spring, so 2018, and obviously I did it on Somali mental health. Mm-hmm. And then instead of doing the paper portion, I did a little like mental health presentation at my Duxie where everybody in the Duxie came, and then one of the girls that was in the class with me um, who was a psych major and her sister was a nurse came as well and we talked about mental health and the teacher like was absolutely like wow like she was like you didn't want to write a paper you put an event together I was like it was easier for me you know yeah. Yeah. um but so then we if you've ever written APA style you know how hard oh, it is to write I'm triggered right now So um, after that, it kind of died down. I was like, okay. And then this year, she invited me to talk in her capstone class. Mm -hmm. So while I was talking, that's where I met um, Asha and Mm Nejma. And then the whole class was like, oh, my God, like, you need to do another event this year. That I was like, I'm trying to have a hot girl summer. I'm trying to travel. (laughs) What? But it kind of went from there. And then I thought it was going to be small. Yeah. And then over time, we partnered up with um, Yusuf because he's kind of like our mentor because he was someone who helped me do the event last year. And so what we talked, where is he from? Just for those Yusuf who don't know. is um, the director, and he's the owner of Alliance Wellness Center okay. in Richville. So it is the first like addiction-based. Um, center for people of East African descent. Okay. So it has awesome. never been done, so yeah. he did this all by himself. Sure. He has a full-staffed um, facility with doctors, um, pharmacists, nurses, social workers. So it's in Richfield here, right across um, North America, on the other side of Highway 77. Okay. So um, he was kind of our mentor, and then we met up with Khudubi, who is the director of Darussalam Masjid here mm-hmm. in Burnsville. And then it kind of got bigger from there, and before I knew it, we're
1: here <laughs> yeah. We're not on Social yeah. media No but this is an event That's very very needed In the community mm. And I feel like yeah. Going forward Like it's gonna even Get bigger And um, a lot more people Would want to know More information And connect with those All those professionals That you just need mm-hmm.
3: though, so. Yeah no, definitely. we, we It kind of didn't hit me or any of us really with it until the last couple weeks because we have, pe- since we dropped our video, yeah. it kind of, like, my life has been a little bit crazy. I sleep, like, I feel like three hours a night because we have people, like, always wanting to have meetings with us yeah. and different organizations that want to collaborate and all this stuff, and I'm like, ah. But, you know, inshallah, we did it for the sake of Allah. It's never, it was never for recognition or right. clout or anything mm-hmm. like that or yeah. any of the acc- accolades for us. It's really just to help educate the community and that's really our core mm-hmm. foundation so that's something we just want people to understand we are not gaining anything from, from yeah it. so since you said you people are collaborating with you guys what are your hopes for for it long term oh we definitely want to do different avenues that are isn't touched on within mental health so this year we're doing the addiction inshallah other years we want to do different things because our name is changing the narrative addiction yeah so it'll always be changing the narrative but the addiction part will continuously change depending on what we focus on for the year so that's where we're headed okay so that's the theme for this year yeah so the theme for this year is addiction next year we might do like gun violence or sexual violence you know something out there yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) i like it how
2: do you think people can get involved like how how can people help
3: Oh, with the event or just with our program in general? With both. Um, I think with the event, we definitely, you can obviously come volunteer, but just you being there and present is helping with a lot, because not only are you gaining knowledge, but if you do have friends or other people who don't um, come to the event, you can obviously spread that knowledge even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for future, we always are looking to, if you even have any ideas of things that we are overlooking, or if you're struggling with something that you need help with, we have way a lot of resources, and we, it can be conf- conf- I cannot speak. confidential. There we go. Um, so it's not like we'll tell people. Oh, this person hit us up. So if we have all the resources, if you need to be pointed towards a certain direction, we can do that for you. So just reach out. We won't. I swear, we don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about, like, professionals? Like, how can we? Because we, like I said,
0: we work in the field of, like, mental health. And we're, you know, we are, we're working with individuals that are Somali, have mental health, and mental health issues, addiction, and, you know, things like that. How can we assist with what you guys got I going on? I actually didn't know you guys worked in mental health because I could abuse you, like, so much. Yeah. I, I reached so out. Much. I, I reached out. I DM'd Mariam because I have her on Instagram. Uh, I DM'd her. I was like, I want to be a
3: part of this. Like, I love this. I want to be a part of this. We had so many people DMing us. But, wallahi like, if I knew, like, yeah. you guys would have been a Part of this because we needed people because um, we have one person I think who's coming from the county because okay. one of our other themes is to give people accessible resources right. so it's not like oh you live in Egan, but there's a clinic in like Lake Street right. no we want you to be like there's a clinic here in Brunsville mm-hmm. or Apple Valley or Egan. so I think we could definitely use other professionals in that sense yeah so mm-hmm. please again don't like be scared to reach out like we are always in need of mm-hmm. people to help out more than we can.
0: No, I mean, even just, like, getting the word of, like, you know, word of mouth. Because mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure you guys were overwhelmed. Yeah. And we, we, when we go there tomorrow, or not tomorrow, when we go there this week, inshallah, we'll be there. If people want to have, you know, if they want to chit-chat with us and touch base with us, I'm sure they can just talk to us or about whatever. Yeah, but, No. Do you want to tell people what the social media handles are just so they can get connected? Hold on if they have not been hip the, enough. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: For our program. I should know because I did all of them, but no. Hold on. I always forget.
0: I think we shared it on our page, so hopefully anybody
3: who follows us and listens to us. Yes, so our um, Facebook is the narrative. I think it's the Narrative Minnesota, and then if you just search up Changing the Narrative, it also comes up. And on Instagram, it is the narrative.mn. Okay. So that's our at name. And then our email is the mn at gmail.com if you want to email us. And then that's also on our Instagram and on our Facebook. So you just have to press the little button that says email and you'll reach us.
0: And we'll have this in the description of of this episode. So you guys can find it there if that was too fast.
1: (laughs) And then just the event, like the time and the date. So
3: it's going to be this Friday, August 16th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Diamond Head Center in Burnsville. um, Right across
1: the Wells Fargo there. And yeah come through it's free child care free Free food food, education free um, education have a good time you'll get to
0: see us (laughs) get to meet these lovely ladies get to meet Ayan because she's doing this mashallah 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 Mashallah. Um, but that's it do you guys have anything else you want to add it okay we hope to see you guys there inshallah as always thank you guys for listening to this episode and be sure to tell everybody you know Um, our social handles are twitter we're the unwritten pod and on instagram we are the unwritten podcast so see you next time bye Bye. peace (laughs) out (laughs)